0: Welcome to the Azure podcast, a weekly podcast to keep you up to date on what's new on our cloud platform, Microsoft Azure. Your hosts, Cynthia Crane, Evan Basilic, Suji Demello, Kendall Rodin, Kel Teeter, and Russell Young discuss a different service or solution on each show with subject matter experts to explain how to get started, how different services work, and how to make decisions in tricky scenarios. You can find out more about our podcast at azpodcast.com, or follow us on Twitter at Azure
1: Podcast. Well, welcome back to the Azure Podcast. This is episode number 486, being recorded on the 14th of February, 2024, with special guest, Obina Wokolo. I am Sajit, and on Teams with me, we have Obina, of course, who we're going to chat with in just a minute. Uh, But before that, uh, I'd like to cover some news. uh, This past week in the Azure space, been a quiet week. Uh, We did cover a lot in the last episode. And for some reason this week, uh, there wasn't a whole lot, but there was one that caught my eye. I wanted to bring it to attention to our uh, listeners. And that was the general availability of Azure Monitor Metrics Data Plane API. And what this is, is um, using any language SDK, you can now query the metrics uh, in Azure. Yeah, not just one metric. You can provide multiple metrics, up to fifty of them, per subscription, and kind of start looking at them, collecting them. Maybe you want to store it into some other system internally. Maybe you want to do some ana- analysis of it. So all of that is now available in different languages: .NET, Java, JavaScript, Python, and Go. So if you're looking at an easy way to get to the metrics in Azure, now you can with this metrics uh, SDK and API, and that's kind of uh, most of the news for this week. So uh, without further ado, let's get over to our special guest, Abina. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Abina, please go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, let us know what you do in the Azure space, and uh, we'll take it from there.
0: Hi, hey, Um My name is Abina Ocolo. I'm a PM with, within the Azure Commerce um, Organization. Uh, my focus is on Azure Savings Plan, so I was the I am the current PM who uh, drives that.
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, one of the things we've talked about a lot in the previous episodes of the podcast, uh, we do see some of these updates, some of these uh, news items about various sort of savings plans that are coming out in in Azure for different resources. Uh, but, you know, it's something we kind of just gloss over it or we'll just say, oh, yeah, you know, if you take it for so many years, you get you get this and whatnot. But, uh, you know, I'm sure it's more nuanced than that. And, uh, you know, I'd like to make sure our customers understand, our listeners understand uh, what it means to be on a savings plan. First of all, what is a savings plan? If we may start with that. And then you know what are, what what does it mean to be on that? What are some of the maybe risks or things to consider for them to choose the right savings plan? And then of course you know how uh, what's the scope of these savings plans? You know, do they are they specific to a resource? So does each resource have their own plan? Like how does that work in Azure Would be really interesting to you know. I know I want to know it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So um, savings plans, um, we, we, the best. Way to describe it is you probably just take a step back and think about what has come before it and what customers' needs have um, have been historically. And so, one of the first um, savings offerings um, that Microsoft has or Azure has made available was um, uh, reserved instances. And reserved instances was just a, a way for customers with stable workloads and the word "stable" was something that you, you, you there's some subtlety around that. Um, Stable workloads, can uh, customers can purchase uh, reserve instances around that. And when we think about stability, we think about <clears throat> over the course of uh, a day, these instances or these services are being used continuously. You know, it's not, you know, I use it for three hours and I don't use it for seven, that sort of stuff. It's running for, let's say, 28 hours out of 24 hours in a day. And the other part of stability is the fact that it's um, your needs aren't changing. So it's this instance in this region. Um, when you have workloads like that, reserved instances are great because it allows a customer, us, to go to company and say, like, hey, if you make a commitment for one or um, three, and there are some reservations that go all the way out to five years, you can see very significant savings uh, compared to your pay-go cost. So for that, it's just saying like you're going to you're going to use this thing. If you just commit to it, you'll see the charges or, or the cost drop very significantly. And a lot of customers have said, yeah, that's awesome. That's great. I want to do that. And they jumped into that. Now, obviously, when I talked about some of those caveats around this instance in this region, um, there are workloads that aren't that stable in that way. And so they've been looking to um, us to say like, hey, love a reservation. Um, Just doesn't work for me, all my workloads but I I want more cost savings. And that's where savings plan came from, where it's the idea of like, instead of committing to an instance in a region, you say, let's talk about spend. You're constantly spending X, Y. If you make a monetary commitment, um, like $5 an hour um, for the next one year or five years, or excuse me, one year or the next three years, you can reach pretty very close to the same levels of savings. And and the way that the savings plan is different from reservation, again, it's I'm not committing to this instance in this region, I'm committing to a set of services within the compute savings um, um, family. And so when we what we launched um, October of 22 was Azure Savings Plan for Compute. And Within that, the, the, the eligible services are the majority of the services that we have within Compute. So you've got virtual machines, um, premium um, are, are or function, Azure functions, app services, container instances, dedicated hosts. So we launched with those five um, in October, and then the last um, three months, four months, we've added two more services. So we added in October, um, Azure Container Apps. And then this January, we added support for spring apps. And so what that means is, regardless of what um, services you actually need, where you are in your evolution um, to the cloud or your extension of your capabilities in the cloud, around compute services, this is a flexible offering that allows you to uh, continue investing in the way you choose, um, but not saying you must invest in this specific way. They are complementary services we 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 joke that's um, reservations and um, savings plans or siblings and um, that we don't expect you to pick one or the other. It's um, <laughs> yeah, no, that,
1: that's, that's really very helpful. Uh, it certainly is becoming a little clear for me. I'm just curious, though, when it comes to compute, we all know that there is, like, a ton of different uh, tiers in compute, right? They have the, uh, you know, very high memory compute and the very high CPU compute. And, you know, then there's the standard levels, the the A, B, D, C, I think all the letters of the alphabet, uh, you know, uh, using up the VMs. Does this uh, cover all of that? Or do you have to say, you know, hey, I, you know, I'm really interested in this family of compute, you know?
0: Yeah, it, it covers the vast majority. Um, I actually don't know the exact number, but generally speaking, the only um, types of, there, there are very few limitations where you have reservations and you don't have support for it in, um, in, in the savings plan. And primarily that reason would just be um, uh, products that are end of life, where we've, it's going away. It had a reservation historically, but because we we don't want to incentivize use of it, because again, we have newer and better, more optimized virtual machines, for example, we say, okay, we won't include this. But we will include the 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 resources that are the replacement for it. And so those are what I've seen. Um, I'm, I'm not personally responsible for sort of making the selection of, of, of what is ELF or what's not, is what we, but what we've seen generally is the guidance has been like, we want parity between those two and the exceptions are really, really do exist around end of life.
1: That's good, yeah. And I am was curious, like what's the user experience uh, when they use, if someone goes up to the portal, let's say they have signed up for the savings plan, And uh, they go up to the portal. Is there any visual indicator that, hey, you know, this resource you are picking is part of the savings plan or this isn't like how does the customer know that they are picking the right resource, right? Maybe the right SKU or even the right resource for that matter.
0: So that, that's a only question. Actually we want to take a step back. Before they purchase the savings plan, that's part of um helping them do that. It's complicated. There's hundreds of thousands of different uh products um out there, and we don't want to put you uh, put our customers in a position of having to know these sort of things, keeping that in your mind. And so before the purchase, is the, the, the experience for the purchase is, is most important. Um, so it's around recommendations. We don't, you know, the same way we have recommendations for um, reservations, we want to be able to have the customers feel comfortable that we've done the work to say, this is what's going to save you the money. And so, at a high level, how it works is a customer can come either to Azure Advisor or within the purchase experience you've set. And if they say, hey, you know, I'm interested in savings plan, there's a left navigation bar that will include savings plan to click into that. And then they say, um, i want to buy and they'll click on add button and what they're presented with is a, an experience that's similar to reservations we try to make sure that you know again there's siblings um and we provide a recommendation so we'll default to um i think i can speak to things about benefit scope a little bit more if, if you want to but by default it'll say hey for your entire whether you're in Uh, EA account or an MCA account, it's going to default to a shared scope. Says, hey, you're building for your entire billing profile or your billing account. Here's what we recommend for three years, and it's going to be a monetary dollar amount and that. That recommendation is based on your usage over the last so much reservations. We look at your last 30 days, last 60 days, the last seven days, and we say, what's this customer spending every single hour? Um, And what is the monetary amount that'll maximize their savings? It's not focusing on Coverage and utilization saying, like, hey, I want to pick a dollar amount that you'll always use every hour. We understand that some hours you'll use, you won't use the full amount, other hours you fully use it and still have on demand. But when you do these calculations, and then just as an anecdote, uh, each one of these recommendations is 520,000 different distinct calculations to get to this number for you. We said, okay, well, this is the number. If your usage Um, Your historic usage follows your um, your future usage, follows your past usage. This is the number that we've come up with that will save you the most. Once a customer makes that purchase, we do the work for you. Reservation is an active um, process. And in certain cases, it totally makes sense. I know these workloads are going to be around, so I can keep an eye on it. And I'll assign a, a, a reservation to this particular uh, VM and I'll move on and I'll you know, keep glancing at it, making sure that it's being used with a savings plan. It's more passive. Um, it's almost like you've gone to Vanguard or something and says, hey, invest my money figure this out. Um, we look at every single hour when your usage comes in and we say, OK, here's three free resource you've used. And each one of these resources going to have a discount under Savings Plan, and say, okay, I'm going to apply the benefit your commitment. So you committed $10 amount. You basically prepaid for $10. This first resource has uh, 50% discount. Another resource may have 33% discount. Another one has 40%. Well, what's going to give you the most bang for your buck is having that 50% discount applied first. And so we will automatically apply the discounts for the benefits that have the sorry, apply the benefit to the discounts, they have the greatest discount. And will burn down your commitment over the course of that hour. And the hope is you fully burn it out. And so for all that usage, it's discounted. Um, there may be some hours where um, you have a little bit of um, leftover. It's not great, it's not perfect, but over the course of time, this is the best savings for you. And in that sense, it's, it's, um, it's passive these are passive savings versus an active, I must use this. And because the, if you go into, if you look at our pricing pages, stuff like you'll see, the vast, vast majority of um, um, let's say VMs are fully covered by savings plan. You don't have to pick and choose. Because again, at the end of the day, um, we've done, there's two parts of that. We've done the analysis to say, yeah, you can save money here. Um, and so here's the, our recommendation. And then the other part of that is as things evolve, um, you know, we add more VMs, they automatically become eligible, that sort of stuff. You don't have to actively think about, hey, what did they add last week? Um, does it make sense for me? Should I use it? Should I change my needs to maximize my benefits? We don't want that. The, the right resources are the right resources for you. And it shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to make compromises around that based on um, trying to maximize a benefit.
1: That's very that's really helpful. And the spend, then, is that something that's aggregated or averaged out over a period of time to say, okay, you know, the customer is kind of spending the right amount or is it per hour or is it strictly per hour?
0: The, um, so around the around the recommendation, we look at, we, we again, we simulate, we, we say, okay, hour number one, there's 720 hours in, in, in 30 days. So hour number one you use this mix of different products and your list, and, and by the way, we only look at, things that you paid for on-demand. If you have resources that you use that were covered by some other um, benefit like the reservation, they're already covered. So there's no need to think about them. So here's all your on-demand stuff that you used. Here's what you paid for them. And then we say, okay, well, what would have been the perfect savings plan for this particular hour? Um, okay, you spent, you know, based on that mix, we say, uh, well, for, your on-demand charges were $11.50. $4.20 would have been the perfect amount for hour number one. Then we take our number one and say, let's pretend you paid, you did buy a savings plan for that. Let's simulate that for hour two, three, all the way to 7.20. And we say, great, for this hour number one, which had a $4 and X um, perfect amount, let's compare your net, your, your cost. So this simulation came with a certain cost and your actual cost were a different value. Was the actual greater than the simulated cost? If the simulated cost was, lower which means it saved money you say great this is a candidate put it aside let's repeat that process for hour number two all the way to 720 that's why there's a lot of calculations and that's why we should do this for you when we go through all that we say great we've got these we had 720 hours we have 40 candidates which one's the best one the best one is the one that saved you the most money <laughs> and so we say pick that one um, it's nothing more simple than that because at the end of the day this is a savings vehicle So that's what we want to return to you. So in in that context, these are distinct hourly um, calculations because it's a distinct hourly benefit. And um, yeah, we just want to, when we aggregate that, we say over time, this saves you the most money. And again, there's an implicit assumption that the past um, guides the future. Um, If and when there are, like if you know that, hey, the last seven days is really reflective of what my usage will look like. You can, within Azure advisory, you can say, I want to change my look back period. We're going to add that in the Azure portal too, but it's just currently not there. Or you say, the last 30 days isn't really reflective. Use the last 60 days. You can make that change too and get a slightly different recommendation.
1: Great, and 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 when it comes to using things like DevOps to deploy resources, like a lot of our customers would do. I mean, I used I uh, used the portal as an example, but I know most of our customers don't actually use the portal. They have uh, they use ARM to deploy resources. Is there anything different or special they have to do at that point in terms of you know the skills? So it's just automatically applied as you know, just deploy as usual and then everything's uh, the savings are automatically applied uh, based on what the benefit is attached to the subscription level. Is that how it works? Like where is the, at what level? It, it, it,
0: it varies. It's a great question. Uh, so yeah. so it, it varies. So we give customers the ability, just like in reservations, um, there's four levels where you can say, I want to define, I want to limit or target the scope. Shared says, free for all, everyone's eligible. Doesn't mean everyone's going to get it. There are benefit rules and we can talk about that later. But shared scope is at the very top, it is the most broad. The next most broad is at the management group level. So you say, I want to give it to this management group. And, you know, management group is just a collection of subscriptions. So you say, I'm going to target this management group. It starts, then you go one level down and say, I want this particular subscription to get it. And the lowest level is the resource group. The the, the more narrow the, the benefit target is, greater possibility of waste. Um, so like resource group, um, we, um, so the customer gets to choose, but you know, it becomes, I don't want to use the word risky, but you get my point. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a, a resource group is a subset of your, all your usage. And so if it's generally, and we generate, we generate recommendations for the resource group, the subscription and the shared scope. We do not currently generate, um, one for the management group, but that is, it is a top ask, and we are actively working on that, and that will give customers the ability to have recommendations at any level they want to deploy it. And to your point around um, the autom- automated sort of deployment outside of using the UI, these um, the scope of the savings plan is defined, and it doesn't care how the deployment occurred. And so it just says every hour I see what is, here's the usage is associated, with the scope of this savings plan, let's start working and figuring out how best to apply the benefit to maximize savings
1: great and 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 just to kind of uh, maybe quantify this even more when it comes to savings, right like what should customers expect? Like what's a range, I guess, you know, of, of percentage of savings, you know, obviously everyone's going to want to know that,
0: right? The maximum <laughs> savings, <laughs> sure. Sure, uh, so, so, so let's talk about, there, there, there's some variability. Um, so at the high number, so, sorry, I should talk about a few things. Number one, that when we talk about savings, when we communicate savings, the discounts are off list price. And so for reservations, we say you can save up to 72% off list. And for savings plan, you can save up to 65%. So obviously, there's a a difference between those two. And the difference is that flexibility, the automated nature of a savings plan that's doing all this work for you. And you don't have to build really robust FinOps capabilities in order to maximize your savings as you do with reservations. So for customers, it's a bit of a mix. Again, you make your decisions around that. But in actuality um, so uh, the, the discounts they're individual for each product level we have um discounts uh, or each product there, it has a different level of, of discounts and, and it varies based on product and region um, and it follows um, what we have around reservations it's hard the uh, the discount for a three-year Longer commitment is greater than the discount for the one year. The discount has nothing to do with how much you commit. If you commit $1 for three years or $200 for three years, you're going to see the same discounts for each one of those products. We don't want to incentivize customers to overcommit. We want them to say, you know, this is what I need. This is what I'm going to buy. And terms really the important part. But when you talk about practical um, discounts customers receive, it kind of depends. I hate saying that it depends. It's the discounts based on list. So if this is a customer that already that that maybe has you know what we call like a like a volume discount, um, their volume discount is off list. Um, Sammy's plan is also off list. And it's, so the volume discount isn't stacked on top of the savings discount. We, we're, we look at your usage and we say, well, the for example, the list price for this VM for an hour is $1. You are paying $0.80. Cents. The savings plan discount might be $0.78. Cents. Okay? When you run... We're going to say, well, that discount's better, so we're going to give you the savings plan price for this, and we're going to move through that. We might have the other cases where you have a deep discount on a product, and the numbers flip. We're like, well, this doesn't benefit you to give you the savings plan price. We'll just use your regular regular pay-go price. So because of it varies on what products you use and what your economics work coming into the agreement. Um, we can only talk about the marketing um, says up to 65. The beauty of reservations is, uh, of our recommendations is when we say, hey, you should commit $11.82 an hour, we also tell you we project this will save you twenty eight point nine five percent compared to your paygo usage. And so that's specific to you because we looked at your price sheet and we looked at your usage, your mix. If you're using services that tend to have higher um, um, savings plan discount, you know certain VMs and that sort of stuff, awesome. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, if you're using services that have lower discounts I don't know, functions, um, you know you'll you'll see a little bit less. It just depends on what the customer is using.
1: Right, and then in terms of uh, you know keeping an eye on this, I think you were, t- you were talking about this earlier. Kind of monitoring uh, what my spend is. Typically, I at least when I do it from my subscription, I go to the um, to the to the cost uh, you know the, uh, cost and spend section of the portal under the subscription. Is that where this is also surfaced? Like how how can they keep an eye on you know what what's my sort of metric hour by hour metric in this regard?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, usage, just like with reservations, you can go into your section that says, hey, reservations, here are my reservations and click into it. And you can see, look at the last 30 days, the last seven days of utilization. You can pick a custom period. You can see what's going on right there. That's a sort of a generic view. You can do the same thing with with savings plans. You can also go into our cost analysis tool um, where you can um, look at how... In the context of um, all the different sort of benefits reservation savings plan pays you go you can see how all of that stacks up you can see what's being um, um what's using what how are you paying for what product there's also we, we also understand and we are actively working on additional features to like a, a, a standardized cost savings support where a customer can come in and say i'm going to look at this reservation or the savings plan. I look at all of this and say, what have you actually saved me? And in that case, we're looking at your, hey, here's this usage that was covered by this benefit. It would have cost you X. You've paid Y. You know, the spread is what you've saved uh, from a percentage or a dollar perspective. We know that's super important for customers, so we want to make that available. And so there's other, uh, th- there's more and more um insights part of what we want to do we we did with savings plan and we'll continue extending and saying like this is a benefit there are going to be a set of questions customers have let's make sure we can expose a core set of answers within our core experience within our cost analysis experience. We also will allow customers to export their cost and usage information and put it in a third-party app to do further analysis. You know, if they want to compare across the cloud, or they want to drill in and dig in, um, we allow them to do that sort of things too. And
1: and, and finally, I'm, I'm just curious, like, and it sounds like this, uh, this uh, offering uh, will benefit, uh, let's say, small to medium customers, people who don't have like this massive enterprise discount plan already, right? They're 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 paying as you go. They may have just set uh, set it on autopilot for a while, not realizing that you know there's savings to be had, and this can can can, can do that. Uh, is there like a minimum bar of like they should be spending like let's say they're spending I don't know fifty cents an hour or ten cents an hour today? Uh, could they still benefit like for, uh, with the savings plan?
0: We do have a limit, I believe, for USD. It is one hundredth of a cent like like it is a tiny number no actually no it's i I think just all kidding aside i think it's a fraction of a cent is the actual number it is and so uh yes the the you can benefit from this the the point of this is consistent spend and the right if if you were a customer um and you came into the purchase experience and you said, hey, what's my recommendation? And we said, well, no, we, there's no savings here because you, you're, you're too sporadic with your usage. There'd be right. a ton of waste. We would, you would not get a recommendation. You, you could still purchase it, but we wouldn't like advise you to purchase that. But yeah, you've seen customers. We've actually seen customers who start very small. Um, I I want to dip my toe into this. So maybe I, you know, I eventually need, you know, fifty dollars an hour. But I'm gonna buy a dollar an hour. And then it's stackable. Effectively, you can buy a dollar an hour now, and then buy twenty, and then twenty-five, and before you know, you're at your number. But there isn't really a minimum. It's more about consistency in the spending.
1: And then uh, I think the last question that I have for you is: uh, How does spot in- spot instances fit into this? Right? Because I know I've used spot instances a lot in the past to get some amount of savings. Right? Mm-hmm. I know there are there are obviously some caveats with spot instances; they're not guaranteed. But when it comes, does this play into the mix when it comes to savings plans or is that like a completely different uh, path the customers would take?
0: It's, it's it's a different path, but we actually want to talk about all four of those. Generally speaking, like you know, I, I should have maybe primed this conversation with that. From a software perspective, um, savings plan covers the um, the infrastructure costs, so compute, memory, that sort of stuff. That's what it's covering, um, and that's the same thing with reservations. Reservation is also focused on infrastructure, but obviously, you're um, you know, you might be running. There's a software component to that. So we've had historically, and we continue to have, and it's. Perfectly well with this is Azure hybrid benefit, which is going to cover, um, you know, Windows Server and SQL Server, those sort of costs around there. And so it's like great. So you see, there's a symmetry around there. Spot is a little different. So, so we've got the, you know, at this point I've talked about three types of savings benefits. Spot is the fourth one that says. Um, hey, you know, you have workloads that are interruptible. We have capacity that is idle at certain times. Um, if you want to leverage it at a really deep discussion, you can do that. And so, in a sense, when you are running uh, spot VM, you can't, it, it, you can't double dip in terms of using the savings plan benefit to get, the, use it, but it is, it is there. And so there's certain workloads. So if we, if we sort of define our, uh, if we take a workload, workload centric approach, says, here are my interrupt- interruptible workloads. Spot, here's my super stable workloads, reservations, <clears throat> everything else, savings plan. Right. So they're, they're a compliment. Spot is the uh, cousin. If those two are similar, <laughs> Spot is the
1: cousin. <laughs> good one. Thank you. All right. No, that's that's great. That's uh, That sort of covers all of my questions. I think uh, it certainly has uh, uh, given me a good insight into all these various plans that we have to offer um, I guess you know all of these sound better than pay as you go. So uh, I'm sure our customers uh, should 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 take a look at this. Uh, so uh, is there like uh, I guess there's some resources that we could share with our customers, which I'll get from you um, after afterwards, and we could put it along with the show notes. But uh, as you mentioned earlier, it seems like as simple as going to the portal and uh, and and looking for that options for the savings plan, and then that's a guided experience uh, that they would have. Correct.
0: Absolutely, yes. We hope it's simple. I'm always listening to feedback and trying to evolve the experience, but we we want to make it as simple for the customers as possible.
1: Great. Alavina, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to our listeners on this uh, very, very important topic. uh, And uh, we uh, look forward to get some details from you and share it with them.
0: Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the show. If you have any thoughts, questions, or just want to connect, find us on Twitter at Azure Podcast. Background music has been taken from ccmixer.org under the Creative Commons license. We hope you'll tune in again soon to keep learning with us.